I think we can all learn from each other. You know, I don't think that there is that, you know, cutthroat competition. I think the promotional products community as a whole is really helpful to each other. I think we've all learned the importance of the cloud during the quarantine. You need to be able to work from anywhere. That includes accessing your information, connecting to your team, and sharing information with your supplier partners. We're not writing things in stone anymore. And it's funny because I'm even talking with our marketing people for the holiday season. And they're just like, well, what should we expect? And I was like, great question. Who would you nominate as a rising star? Who have you seen doing great and interesting things? And I'm actually really interested to hear who you'll say. Hi everyone, it's Johanna Gottlieb with Axis Promotions and Chair of Promo Kitchen. And today I had the pleasure of speaking with three rising stars in our industry, one of whom is also an important part of Promo Kitchen as Chair, Kate Plummer, the VP of Clearmont. So today she's going to be talking as a guest on our podcast and doing some interviewing as well. We also have Kate Maceswitch, the Marketing Director at Commons View and Tiffany Wu, who is a sales and marketing manager at Bag World. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. And most importantly, congratulations on this awesome title. Thank you both for having having us. us. I want to jump right into this. I want to get to know you guys a little bit and tell our audience about you. Tiffany, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about your backgrounds, how long you've been there, and what this title of rising star in our industry means to you. I've been I'm working at Bagworld for about two years now. I'm basically a promotional products baby. Um, I've been involved in the promotional products industry basically my whole life since my dad had founded Bagworld in 2000. Bagworld is a supplier in Los Angeles area. We focus on bags and you know, more recently we have jumped into the PPE products and it has been really great to be named a rising star You know, because we are a smaller family-owned company. and being Named a rising star from working here for two years, it's really an honor to be named such an important award in the industry. Hopefully, as the next generation in the promotional products industry, I know we talked about recruiting young people, you know, in the interview, and hopefully, you know, me being the next generation will be able to recruit more young people into the industry in the future. I love that, and the more that I do these podcasts and get to know people in the industry. There are so many babies of the industry that grew up doing this, and it's always just an interesting story to hear. Yeah. Do you feel like there's like a momentum that you have after getting this rising star title? What would you like to do with that momentum? Yeah, I think what's been great is that a lot of people have been reaching out to say congratulations. So I think it is a great opportunity to meet more people in the industry. And, you know, we're a supplier, so it is nice, you know, connecting with some of our distributor customers are saying congratulations, as well as actually also meeting other suppliers who are also congratulating me. And I really enjoy that because I think we can all learn from each other. You know, I don't think that there is that, you know, cutthroat competition. I think the promotional products community as a whole is really helpful to each other. I definitely agree with that. And that's definitely something I've learned in Promo Kitchen that it is such a good community of learning and sharing and growing together, just like Common Skew. Let's go to Kate. Kate M., same question. Tell us a little bit about your background in this industry and what it's been like the last couple of weeks in getting this recognition. I started 
in this industry five years ago at Common Skew, and I did not know what the promotional products industry was before starting at Common Skew. So just, you know, kind of starting my career as a marketing coordinator and then moving up slowly over the years has been a great journey for me. And I've always felt appreciated at the company. But I think with what I do in my role at Common Skew, working behind the scenes a lot, you don't really get that widespread acknowledgement. So it's been really nice to have that recognition, you know, for once me being on the other side instead of behind the curtains. So that's been, it's been a really nice momentum to have. Awesome. And Kate, Kate P, what's your answer? Oh my gosh. So I don't know whether or not to be ridiculous because Joe knows me so well. She's heard me talk about this a few times, but I am a promo kid, just like Tiffany, in that kind of grew up in the industry and didn't really intend to stick around that long. And 14 years later, I I think I might. So I've been going with that. Yeah, I love this because I love looking at the list and like previous years and sort of going, oh, like those people are so smart. And and you're kind of paired up with them. And you're just like, whoa, like I'm the same level as Kate. Like, awesome. I'm the same level as so-and-so. Like, it's really cool to really be next to people who you really admire. So I'm going to coast on this momentum for years to come. And if anyone doesn't know, Joe actually now makes most of the Promo Kitchen team refer to me as a rising star in the emails. And she said that apparently I've made it mandatory, which, okay, sure. That's the official story. And <laughs> um, but yeah, the same with Tiffany and Kate. It's been really nice hearing from people and having that recognition. I mean, we all kind of tend to work in silos and knowing that you know, your work is not going unnoticed is always very nice to have. Awesome. You guys, it's a crazy, crazy year, chaotic year, fun year, nutty year, every word in the book, right? This pandemic started. And at first it was like, I can do this. I can work from home. And then things got scary and just the world every day is changing. And it's been such an interesting 2020. So an interesting time to be a rising star. (laughs) So between the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement and all this social justice that we're seeing within the industry and within the world, there's been a lot of like shining lights on moments that matter. So just a little behind the scenes, I know the announcement went out in May and the answers were submitted at the end of June for this rising star status. With everything that's happened in the last few months and everything that's changed, would any of you change your answers that you gave about the future of the industry? Tiffany, let's start with you. I think my answer about the future of the industry, I think I had spoken about how we need to constantly keep adapting to the change. I haven't haven't read my answers in a while, but um, (laughs) yeah, I think we do need to keep adapting to, you know, everything that's, you know, happening. And I have learned a lot from my dad watching him adjust to the pandemic and, you know, adjust to everything going on. So I think that's what we need to keep doing is we need to adopt new products that are relevant to what's going on. I think the future of events might not happen for a while, honestly, which is tough because our industry does rely on that so much. But, you know, I think we just need to keep adapting to everything that keeps changing constantly. Yeah. Kate P and I just did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Michelle Bell and Jake over at ASI about the Council Awards and how that went virtual. And that was an internal event for our industry. But one of the things that she said had stuck out to us is that this industry is way more adaptable than she had realized and recognized. And we are constantly doing it without noticing. And this year, she said, 
the event was a success because everyone was so adaptable. So I think you're spot on on that one. Kate, how about you? Kate P. I think Tiffany's right in that way in that we do need to be adaptable to what's happening because the changes are coming hard and fast. I would say is to try and remind people to get out of survival mode once in a while. Like, I mean, I would say a lot of us are in survival mode right now in terms of how we're looking at business and sales. And that's, you know, we're under a global pandemic. Like it's, it's not a great time. But I would say to people is like, survival mode is when you're just trying to cope day to day. And this time period, because it requires you to be so nimble and creative in what you do, take some time from your day to look farther ahead than a week or a month, like just plan out what you think is going to be happening and be willing to adapt to that, adapt to change. But, you know, we're not writing things in stone anymore. And it's funny because I'm even talking with our marketing people for the holiday season. And they're just like, well, what should we expect? And I was like, great question. I'm leaving it at that. (laughs) Because, you know, norms are out the window and it doesn't mean they're not coming back, but it just means that be willing to change and think creatively. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, it's really tough time. So take time to check in on yourself, on your business without thinking of what's happening today. And so, yeah, that would kind of be my advice on that is, you know, check in, stop, pause, reflect. And even though it feels like we don't have that time right now. Absolutely. And Kate M. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Kate was saying there. And as long as it's done through the lens of being more inclusive, focusing on sustainability and embracing new technology, I am worried about the environmental impact of the pandemic, though, especially surrounding the waste from PPE. But I think that's something that we'll have to focus on in the coming months now that we've kind of gotten over the big hump of the pandemic and went through like crisis mode. And now that we're past crisis mode a bit that we can kind of focus on like, okay, now how do we go back and refocus on that? Yeah, I have to say like, that's my biggest concern right now is that we're stepping back from sustainability. Like I would say last year was kind of the first year that I was like, people have got it. It's not just a green trend. Like it means something to people. And then Kate's near Toronto like me. And so I don't know if you've seen the amount of billboards just saying, please recycle and put your PPE in garbage bins. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, when a government kind of looks around and thinks, okay, we've got to invest in a billboard for this, it's a major problem. And I really want people to start thinking about sustainability and functionality of their products to last because everyone was doing so well. And I really don't want steps back on that because Mm -hmm. yes, being safe is important, but it's not going to really be a point if we just kind of keep destroying the environment that way. I think that's why promotional products are so cool, right? Because rather than disposable masks that people just throw away, we have logoed masks, you know, for them to keep reusing. Yeah. And masks are becoming fashion too. Like you see people be so creative with it. You know, this industry went from like panicking of who's got masks in stock to who can do full color sublimation and who can customize it this way. And I think the next thing you're going to start seeing is variable data on masks, which is going to be even cooler. So. That's where the adaptability of this industry comes in. We react and then we pivot and then we come up with something neat. So yeah, I can tell you right now, the next thing will be variable data on masks, which is kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. On the distributor side, when masks exploded in our industry, 
a lot of our clients said, we're not putting our brand on it. We just want to get them blank. We don't want to sort of touch the PPE or do the branding. And I completely understood that, but like their clients started to pivot a lot and there started to be, well, let's do a subtle logo. Let's do tone on tone. Let's do a woven label on the inside. And now you see, you know, the step and repeat all of our masks. So I think our clients are adapting as well. I think you're absolutely right, Kate Pay, that it's a fashion statement. It's like the new blazer. I've heard myself say like, oh, I love your mask. Where'd you get it? So they're definitely here to stay. And I think even, and this is hopefully over, people will be thinking twice about just going out in certain places and not wearing one just for their own, whether it's flu season or for their own safety and comfort. So definitely something that's going to be around for a while in our industry and in the world. Yeah, from the supplier. And I've been seeing an increase in like the decorated masks a lot. Like in the beginning, we saw a lot of the, you know, disposable stuff, but I think sublimated full color edge to edge has been the most popular with us recently. And it'll be interesting to see what impact that creativity has on people's adherence to certain things. Okay, if masks start to get really cool, and like at the beginning, I was kind of going like, okay, masks become a fashion statement. Like everyone is doing cool fabrics with it. So let's start tend the fashion statement. And it'll be interesting what other products come out, like pens. You know, you just have your pen. So how fancy your pen's going to get? Or I don't know, someone like posted something about Frisbees and you have to be far enough away to catch me. And I'm like, okay, well, you're all touching the same product. So maybe not, but how we're all taking something normal and pivoting in how we see and think about it. Yeah, for sure. So jumping to the next question. You guys had great answers about recruiting younger people in our industry, which I definitely believe is the future of our industry. You can see that with these lists, the Rising Star list, Spark, some great organizations within our industry that are really highlighting some young people. Tiffany, you touched on how to present this as a back-end marketing industry. Can you expand on that? I think the thing with promotional products is that a lot of young people, or people in general, don't know what promotional products are. Whereas like they do know what, you know, marketing means or what advertising means. And, you know, I think when we first talk about it, you know, when people hear bag world, they're like, oh, a company that just sells bags. But like they don't realize that, you know, what we do is related to marketing. And I think that is more attractive to young people. So if we were able to provide that education or different involvement fairs in colleges or things like that, then they could kind of have an idea of what our industry is. and. You know, it's more than just providing products. It's about providing marketing ideas for them. I love that. Kate M., you mentioned embracing technology. And as a tech company, I'm sure you've seen a ton of that. What would be your suggestions to companies out there? So I'm going to get really tech focused here. <laughs> but I think we've all learned the importance of the cloud during the quarantine. You need to be able to work from anywhere. That includes accessing your information, connecting to your team and sharing information with your supplier partners. We recently reevaluated our own tech stack, which I think is a super important thing for all companies to do, whether they're suppliers or distributors. So I can share a couple of tips that helped us through that process, which I think will help any company out there looking to embrace new technologies. So mapping out your current process, start with what happens when you get a new lead and take it all the way to submitting an order. The exercise will just help you identify where things aren't working as well as they could and help you try to figure out if that's an area that you want to improve. Create a list of must-have features and nice-to-have features. 
mainly because it's not realistic to expect that one software that you choose will solve all of your problems. So there's a good chance that a lot of them will hit most of these must-have features. So that will end up saving you time and money and make your life easier in the long run versus having one solution that kind of checks all the boxes. And then lastly, just set a deadline for your decision. So there's a reason why you're looking for a new software. So do not start a free trial. Do not jump into a demo or anything unless you tend to make a decision shortly after. You'll lose your momentum and you'll waste yours and your team's time. That one especially is true for us. We went through like a couple of different software trials. By the end of it, I don't even think we could remember which one that we were even evaluating. So that one's super duper important. And I think once you find something that fits your whole team and checks off most of their boxes, come together and then just jump in and make that decision. And understand that once you switch over to something new, that there is going to be a learning curve. But once you hit that groove, then you'll be like, ah, and it'll feel amazing. I love those ah moments. (laughs) Kate, I have a follow-up question for that. And I didn't prepare you for this. So apologies for catching you off guard. But one of the things that I found really interesting about this time is when people are looking for jobs, the advantage has been they can look anywhere. But I find that there's a disadvantage of there's not too much an old guard, but a mindset that you don't work the same remote as you do in the office. So are there any tools out there or any suggestions you would have for a company that still is working remote but wants to train or how to quickly onboard someone? What tips would you have for utilizing technology in this new realm of how do you create team cohesion and collaboration and not everyone is afraid of losing? Yeah, I think that was a big thing for us too, because we started very small in one office in Toronto and everyone that worked for Commonski worked in or around Toronto. And then as we expanded our team, we had our VP of sales, Samantha Cates, who lives in Florida. We brought on our chief content officer, Bobby Lehu, who lives in Oklahoma and so on and so forth. So as our company grew, we just brought in these remote employees. So we started at an advantage there pre-quarantine, but the same things would translate to any company now to maintain that culture and maintain that cohesiveness while you're working together. Slack is a super important tool for us, more so than email. I think most of the team has now moved away from sending emails to setting up channels and setting up group conversations in Slack where they're able to collaborate a lot easier. We also, most of the teams will do either weekly meetings or bi-weekly meetings or just inter-team meetings. So our sales team will meet with our marketing team. Our marketing team will meet with the content team. And so we just all kind of are able to chat and engage. And when you have those calls, make sure instead of just jumping into the work that you take a minute and be like, hey, how are you? What's your week been like? What have you been excited about? And kind of give yourself that space for those connection moments that aside from just getting into the to-do list of the projects that you've got going on. And then also scheduling some of those fun interactions that you can have. Like, yes, it's easier when you can bring everyone to the headquarters. Like we used to have our whole team come into Toronto every quarter and we'd go for dinners and we'd go bowling or something like that. But that's obviously not a reality now. So we've got a virtual hangout coming up where we're doing a chocolate tasting. So our office manager, Gabby, is sending everyone like chocolates and we're going to do like chocolate tastings together. So just try to think of like some fun things. We've also done like family feud and things like that virtually, which have been really cool. 
to keep the momentum of our culture going because it is a very fun place to work. And a lot of places, they spend that time and the energy building up that culture. You don't want to lose that now just because everyone's sitting at home. The other thing is productivity. I don't know why that is the thing that people are scared of, that people are going to sit at home and not do work, especially when you're communicating with them usually all day during Slack or at least still sending emails or there is some kind of touch point throughout the day that you should still be having. I don't know why that is a fear and where that fear is coming from, but maybe if the people that were managing or the people that were having that fear did more of these activities like checking in throughout the week or checking in throughout the day kind of thing, then they would feel a little bit more at ease with that. I would like to hear more tools that you guys have been using, you know, besides Slack that, you know, have been helpful. We use Asana a lot for our project management. And I find that that's extremely helpful for the team. So we'll create tasks and then, you know, myself, my marketing team, Ali and Musa and Mark, like we're able to jump in and then loop someone else in if they need to be involved on a project there. We recently switched over in the software evaluation that I was talking about. That was HubSpot. So we took maybe six different softwares that we were using between our customer success, our sales team, and our marketing team, and then just combined it all into HubSpot. So now all of our success sales and marketing teams are working within this platform. And that's been helpful connecting us all together. So like I can get that information that sales is working on. They can see the email campaigns that we're sending out. And then success is able to like send that ticket. If there's like a support issue that they have with someone, they're able to bounce that back to the sales team. So that's been hugely helpful. And there's softwares out there like Common SKU that do that for suppliers and distributors. Thank you. Shameless plug. <laughs> it's good. And you guys are respected for a reason. So, I mean, I'm like I'm wearing a Common SKU hoodie right now. I swear there's a ton of people out there that just look like Common SKU employees in some form. And yep. instead of just being giant fanboys, fangirls. <laughs> Kate P. You know a lot about Purema Kitchen, and you know it's all about mentorship and highlighting diverse voices. Who would you nominate as a rising star? Who have you seen doing great and interesting things? And I'm actually really interested to hear who you'll say. <laughs> Johanna Gottlieb. Oh, that's who is my star. God, I'm too old to be a rising star. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's about age. I think it's about rising there. So. Well, actually, Tiffany is one of our mentees and mentors, and Molly, one of our chefs, was the one who nominated her. So I'd love to hear Tiffany's thoughts on the mentorship program as well, and do a shameless plug for Promo Kitchen in that way. You know what? We have so many interesting and young people in this industry. And like, I remember when I got started, I felt like I was hanging out with the adults all the time. And Maybe it has been because I've aged, but at the same time, I feel like there are so many energetic and really dynamic young people coming up. And I think because of platforms like Common Skew or even just, you know, the democratization of social media is that we're able to kind of see them a lot better. And and that's what I'm excited about. I mean, I've been thinking about this in terms of like, I don't want to name one name and sort of be like, that's who it is besides Johanna. But I think an interesting group to watch, and especially since they're on the service provider side, is the Common Skew group. Is Catherine and Mark are great, have a great eye for talent and creativity, and 
I was thinking, I was like, oh, Kate's the first one of common skew. And then it was, I was like, oh, Aaron's got it. So <laughs> hear him shouting, I got it. I'm important too. So he'll get credit for that. But, you know, it's not the first one and it won't be the last one. You have Allie, Bree, Ashley. You just have great people there. And I think watch that group as the next one. But yeah, I'd love to hear from Tiffany about the mentorship program and her experience from that side. The Promo Kitchen Mentorship Program has been so amazing. Like I've enjoyed getting to know Molly so well, and she was so nice when I met her in Vegas at the Promo Kitchen event. Just really fun learning from another supplier. Yeah, for the podcast, she's Molly from Maple Ridge Farms, and she's amazing. And she's been so helpful as a supplier mentor. I think there is a lot of education for distributors, you know, and PPAI, but not as much education for suppliers. So it is really helpful to have a mentor like Molly to show me the ropes, especially because I'm newer to the industry than most of the people here. (laughs) Awesome. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, there's definitely a lot of resources in the industry for sharing and collaborating. So PK has a mentor program and we pair mentee suppliers with mentor suppliers and mentee distributors with mentors distributors. We also work with service providers. And we try to pair people that have similar needs or similar likes and different skill sets so that they can work together and learn and grow. It's all volunteer. It's about a six-month commitment, and you guys can talk as much or as little as you like. We recommend every two weeks or so, but we've had some really good pairings and heard so many wonderful success stories, and this is a good testament to that. So we agree. Molly is a great mentor. She's a great asset to Promo Kitchen. And we have lots of other great mentors out there for anyone that's interested. Check out our website, promokitchen.org. I would love to hear for the final question for Kate and Tiffany as well is, who would you highlight as someone you see as a rising star or a diverse voice or a unique voice out there? Tiffany, do you want to go first? Who impresses you right now? The person that I me the most is Charity Gibson from Peerless Umbrellas. I think he does a really good job with social media. I think he's been really a pusher in terms of moving towards more like modern marketing in our industry. I think social media hasn't been touched as much as it could. I do know a lot of the people in our industry are older. So I do like that she's providing a lot of education to teach them about it. She's a great call out. We love Charity, who is also a chef with Promo Kitchen. Kate M. Kate already shouted out my entire team. (laughs) (laughs) Very lovely, Kate. Thank you very much. But it's a very difficult question to answer because at Common Skew, I'm fortunate to work with so many different distributors and suppliers and really just all around amazing people to just truly highlight one. So I'm sorry, that's not (laughs) that's not the best answer, but everyone's a rising star. How Canadian of me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do want to give everyone a chance to to let them know where we can find you. So if you guys want to include email or whatever you're comfortable sharing, where can we find you if you want to get more information? You could find me at Tiffany at bagwellpromo.com. And you guys are all welcome to give us a call anytime, Monday through Friday. We do have modified hours, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time. And you could reach me at 626-279-1583. Got it. And you can email me any questions you have about marketing or common skew or life at kate at commonskew.com. I might have to email you some life questions. I love that. <laughs> we'll see what I can do. So 
says, what's your favorite place to get coffee? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can find me at Kate at claremount.com. Yeah, and then thank you both to Kate. Another Kate, there's so many Kates in this industry. To Kate and Tiffany for being on here with us. We really appreciate it. We didn't bring on all the rising stars, but we really loved your answers and thought this would be a fun one. For sure. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org slash donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.